What is up, everyone? Dave here, back at it again with another podcast. And welcome to the Time Capsule Project, where we talk about growth, development, physical and mental health, and many more. I'm Dave Vergara, and for today, we have three beautiful guests in this episode. They are my blockmates and also my close friends back in college. Strong, smart, and outspoken, these women are a force to be reckoned with. And a fun fact, they have been in the debating scene together back in college. And without further ado, please welcome our guests, Ruth Mika Escaros, Michelle Rosales, and back-to-back, Chin Cloris. Hi, hello. What's up? What is up, up? ladies? Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) And Chin, welcome back. So in line with the previous International Women's Day weeks ago, this episode is all for the ladies. We're going to talk about feminism, gender norms, prejudices, and challenges that women have to face in the modern world. With that said, let's start our topic with feminism. What is it and what it isn't? So from the definition on the dictionary, feminism is the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of equality for the sexes. Chinny. I think Chin is not there. Chin. All right. <laughs> so due to technical difficulties, let's start with you, Mikai. Oh, so feminism for me. Um, I have a lot of things I've heard about feminism growing up being, well, a girl. And there are a lot of things that people demand from the word feminism, it basically lifts up women, girls in particular, for the, you know, same rights and privileges with that of men. But right now, I'm thinking of more thoughts about what it is not, since I think feminism has been accepted widely worldwide now compared from before. So for me, feminism, it's not degrading the men, yeah. mm-hmm. which most is what's happening recently, females being uplifted and the men being downgraded. For me, feminism is inclusive for all genders. It's just that way in the past, girls don't have that same access to the privilege of men. That's why the feminism is created. However, now it's mishandled by some of overprivileged women that they tend to downgrade men as well. So for me, feminism should be for everyone. It's not exclusively for girls, but it's also giving the opportunity that we are fighting for. For ourselves, even to men. So you did mention about undermining men. Could you please expound on the reason of it's not about um, undermining men and having it more of an equal status for both men and women? Okay, the very practical example that I can think of is the seat in the public transport. There are instances that um, social media girls would have to post tired men who are sitting on their seats and would demand them to give it for them. So I think that's the most practical way. And and other things like in companies, sometimes the rights are given to them alone instead of being distributed to everyone. How about you, Mitch? I really agree with Mikai about what she said about feminism. And for me, what feminism is, of course, it's working against the systems. And you have to strive towards equality for everyone, right? So it means you have to fight for 
for intersectionality and acknowledging how race, sexual orientation, and socioeconomic status affects feminism. So with that said, it's not only about females, it's about everyone. So I just want to tell my thoughts about what feminism is not. Do you guys know who Jamil Aljamil is? Do you watch The Good Place? Um, I've heard about yeah, it, yeah. although I still haven't watched it. Oh yeah, so Jamil Aljamil is... The Good Place is my favorite, actually. Um, and uh, about this, <laughs> yeah, about this actress, <laughs> she is actually a feminist in real life. So she really is outspoken in many forms, like in Instagram, say for example. And the thing about her is she really fights for what's right. However, the thing about feminism is you're not supposed to tolerate something which is not good. Say for example, the body image of women, because here Jamila Al Jamil speaks about the shapes of women like say for example the sexy women they promote this they say that this is supposed to be the shape of women the sexy women and then Jamil Al Jamil she would tell people that no you should be proud of whatever shape you are I mean mm-hmm. right even though you're fat you're obese you're not supposed to be downgrading the other shapes of women and for me yeah she has a point about this however in feminism you're not supposed to like tolerate something which is not right because I know that you're supposed to be proud of who you are even though you're not sexy, you're not as in good shape as those models. However, you're not supposed to tolerate bad health. That's my take on feminism. You're mm-hmm. not supposed to, to tolerate these women that, oh, it's okay to be obese. No, it's not okay to be obese. There are lots of health risks. Diabetes, hypertension, and stroke. There's a lot. So that's for me what feminism is not. You're not supposed to tolerate something which it's not tolerable. That's my take on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That's one of my takes on it. Mm, that's actually a great insight for that. So in terms of body positivity, there comes a point that it becomes toxic. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's actually interesting to know. How about you, Chin? Can you um, hear what's me your now? take on... F- yes, Chin. There, yes. there. I can hear you. Okay, nice. we got it. <laughs> a lot of troubleshooting, <laughs> but okay. Um... I think if you're ever going to decide to sell merchandise, Dave, that should be like on a t-shirt. Like you should not tolerate intolerable things. <laughs> I, I was like, I'll take note of I, that. I, I, I particularly love the passion of Mitch earlier. She was just like, no, like the force of the no. I was like, <laughs> I was shook. So yeah, just a few things to like touch on. So I was, I only half listened to like what Nikai said because I was trying to like reconnect, but I, I listened to like the whole thing that Mitch was saying. And, you know, just to, just to kind of clarify, or rather like shorten things from the really detailed examples that she gave is just, it takes the point of view away from the health issue. Instead of mm-hmm. focusing on the health issue, it becomes a body positivity issue. Yeah. Like you're fat, ergo, you're ugly. You're obese, ergo, you're ugly. Like it doesn't have anything to do with aesthetics. It's, it's a health concern. It's like when you tell people, like, you know, that smoking is bad for your health. You know that drinking is bad for mm-hmm. your health. But when did becoming obese suddenly take it away from the context of health and take it into the context of aesthetics or, or what makes you beautiful? So so that's an interesting uh, healthcare point. But going back to your question, what is feminism? So what Mikai said, it's a response to unfair or unjust restrictions of certain rights of women in certain contexts. So it was born out of those restrictions, out of, out of those countries that have tried to revoke it. Mm-hmm. Because 
in essentiality, we're all trying to promote human rights. That's why the United Nations mm-hmm. adopted the Universal Declaration of Health. Uh, no, sorry, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, which was drafted by Eleanor Roosevelt. So she could be one of the very first feminists out there. But this is in terms of like the Universal Declaration of Rights is something that's universal for all people, regardless of whatever race, gender that you choose to identify with, is that you're trying to promote fairness, respect, equality, dignity, and freedom towards all human beings. And feminism becomes important and in some ways very liberating in countries and places Mm -hmm. where there is still unfair, unjust stereotypes around women. I would go out with my boyfriend in bars and I would like leave him and a bunch of people would like come up and I talk to him and the way that guys treat women in a certain place versus in America or other progressive countries where they don't necessarily view women that way. Even he feels sorry for me. Just listening to how certain people talk about women and this tolerant or accepting culture where you can joke about rape. It's one of those things that we're trying to be progressive from, that we're trying to change. But it also comes with a two-edged sword, because where do you draw the line? Have you heard of the statement, believe in women? Like the whole slogan, because this year and like the past few years, like human trafficking, sex trafficking, and sexual abuse have been really, really big issues. I think ever since like 2017, and the whole Stormy Daniel scandal like came out, it's just like one scandal after the other, especially with what happened to Kavanaugh. He was 15 years old so i don't know if you guys were like listening to like uh u.s politics or like news and stuff but one of the politicians here his name is kavanaugh one of his high school classmates came forward years later like just last year or two years ago just came forward that he sexually abused her and regardless of the fact that it happened a really really long time ago and they were both 15 or something like that they were both minors they were both in high school and suddenly you know his career could have ended just because of one person pointing the blame and suddenly that's one of the fronts where feminism is getting its backlash in the public at what point do you draw the line is it really equality is it really fairness or is it become a witch hunt? Has it evolved into some sort of witch hunt where you can use it for your own personal gain? So there's a lot of Mm -hmm. movements that could be used for your own personal gains. There's a lot of causes that are good initially, but it has become politicized and weaponized in the current social sphere that we live in. Another issue is in terms of wage taxes and the unfairness of that. And uh, feminism has become also really tricky in the modern world, right? And like, have you heard about the JK Rowling scandal where she was, she's a known feminist and she was incensed by this one word the reporter used all menstruating people she just commented on it she was like oh you mean women but no just calling Mm -hmm. all menstruating people women apparently is not inclusive to the LGBTQ plus community or something like that so again like where do you draw the line like a a couple years ago it was like you know being able to menstruate or like having your period like it's oh like some people find it disgusting and people re-owned the term changed the narrative and then turned it into something positive there's the vagina monologues and there's all of these things that celebrate being a woman and yet somehow in the world that we live in even being a woman and being a feminist has become tricky so what started as a good cause has become really 
controversial in the modern sphere. Yes. So you did mention that back in the days, women, and even until now, women are dealt with unfair and unjust restrictions. Back then, women can't vote. Back then, women aren't allowed to be at the office. And even when they are at the office, they still have to deal with a lot of double standards. Now, in your life, what kind of prejudice and discriminations did you experience throughout your life? Are you asking Chin or... Oh, sorry. It's, uh, it's for everyone. Oh, yeah, so let's start with you, Chin. Oh, um, I come from one of those like really traditional oh, Filipino families where, you know, by 25, you're expected to like already producing children. So like, mm-hmm. you know, one of, uh, I remember this, this was, uh, this was like last year, my grandmother was, um, uh, we were, we were fighting for one reason or, or another. And then she tried to shame me by telling me like, it was so sad. I graduated from like, I like I finished high school at a really you know for during her time like in the in the 50s or 60s whatever like it was known as a really really nice expensive like finishing school for promising like young ladies you know in in good societal standing like in metro manila it had one of those like reputations like all the rich people's kids go there there's something like that and then she she just mentioned it like you're so sayang for going to that school and this is how you end up with me she was mad at me because i wasn't doing the dishes and in my defense i was doing the dishes i even do her dishes at night. The only reason I wasn't doing the dishes was because I had Zoom meetings or, or, or whatever. Like she she would just get mad at me that I would be like on my computer apparently like ignoring her when like she knew for a fact I was taking a test or doing one thing or another, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it's one of those things that's hard to explain to her. Other aspects of my life where you experience like unfairness, I think it's just the way that people perceive you and the way that women have been sexualized I think is, is one of those mm-hmm things that genuinely irk me it's like over sexualized and when you do that to something or someone it becomes particularly dehumanizing you know when you peg them at a particular stereotype like they should be having children by now if they're not married they just have a boyfriend by this age for three years Mm -hmm. and they're not married she's a whore if you're in a loving relationship is whore a bad word for PGH? <laughs> I could just bleep it out. <laughs> you're, yeah. Apparently, you're, a, you're a bad person if you're, if you're in a relationship for like three years and you're still not married. There's something wrong with you. Yeah, I think it's those reasons that you peg people into stereotypes and you sexualize them or you do whatever it is that dehumanizes them it Mm. turns them or it keeps them as one of the vulnerable groups you know some people would say men should not be considered as part of the vulnerable group in reality they should because not all aspects of equality exist for women not all of the human rights that is listed out there by the UN that it tries to uphold and protect in its court and by upholding the UHDR some of it is not applicable to women and it's why it's still exists so if you encounter one of those male conservatives that fight male rights like okay mm-hmm. congratulate them but also try to like remember the things that are said when you're trying to have like a dialogue with one of them why women are still considered part of the vulnerable group how about you mitch what are your thoughts um what kind of prejudice and discrimination did you experience so that's a hard question. Maybe when I was in college, I was commuting back and forth towards USD and back home in Paranaque. So that's like a long journey. And maybe most of the days, not every day, but most of the days, I got catcalled. So that's like 
more than a hundred times. Not really. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but it's a lot. And the sad thing is that I got immune to it. That's the thing that that should not happen because women should not be immune to it. Women should fight for it. Women should speak up and act on it because people, the men, would just do it over and over again to other women as well. So maybe, I don't know if it's my fault of not telling anyone or not telling the police because what can they do during that time? I didn't know the people who were caught calling me. I didn't know the plate numbers of the truck. And maybe those men were the same men because when they cackled me, I wouldn't stare on them. I wouldn't look mm-hmm. back. I would just ignore them. And I don't know. It's just sad that it just went by over and over and I just got immune to it in a way. And yes, of course, even though there was hatred during those times, there was rage towards the men. But, you know, I just got used to it mm-hmm. and it's just sad that I just got used to it. If I may ask, do you still remember the types of things that uh, these men have told you? Uh, Especially when they are catcalling you? Uh, I miss making number, ganyan. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, and uh, I was wearing uh-huh. uniform. I didn't wear shorts and sando if you would ask my... Yeah, <laughs> that the premise all the time was what was the clothing? Mm-hmm. Where you, what yes, the clothing? what were you wearing? Yes, I was wearing white uniform going to UST and nothing, nothing sexual, and I still got cat cold. So that's just sad. Can I share mm-hmm. something real quick? Sure. So I was walking. I was walking home from the store. It was like six at night and I was on video call with my boyfriend. I was talking to him while I was walking and I was on the sidewalk. And then I noticed headlights like following me. And I thought this guy was like pulling over or like about to park or something. And it turns out he was following me for like half a block. And then like he pulled up like next to me. I thought he was like trying to get me inside his car or some shit like that. I didn't know what he was doing. But he turned the cabin lights on and he started and he he was doing this motion like he was off inside his car and it was just it was just it was a big scary it was here in Maui it was a big scary white dude I can tell that he was kind of tall because he looked kind of big and with the size of the car and interestingly enough I saw him at Walmart like last month or something like that like they're like with his wife or whoever it was with him some girl who was like with like I I told my boyfriend Mm -hmm. look there's the guy and then he said okay so like (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean okay so I told you about this and like I you know I, I told you it was one of the things that made me really uncomfortable and I was like so did you actually like see anything and I was like but it was like dark and I was scared and I was trying to cross the street he was just following me all the time you were on video call and he was like I didn't know what was happening so it just it, it's one of those things that just made me feel like so alone and so vulnerable and so incensed yeah. by everything that just happened and I told the other people about what happened and I told my dad what happened and the first thing he said was, what were you wearing? Yeah. And oh. you, every single, like, it doesn't really matter what you're wearing. You could be wearing a yeah, uniform, it could say, it could have a, Mm-mm. it could have a yeah. USD logo on your, on your chest pocket and you could still get raped. It, it doesn't yeah. stop people. And then he, like, the second thing that my dad said is like, you know, maybe he's like a homeless guy. Uh-huh. Maybe he's like a homeless guy. I'm like, no, I, I had I had a good look at him, Dad. I had a good look at him. I- I'm pretty sure he's not homeless. He-, he doesn't drive one of those cars. It was a nice car, but you know, he 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 just like he just like you know put it aside, and you know something like that hasn't happened like ever since. But it mm-hmm. was one of those things that like that people ask you hypothetically, what would you do if that happened? And even if it does happen to you in real life, you- you're still unprepared 
like what mm-hmm. you're going to do. <laughs> I would have to say in terms of that, I really don't really experience those types of things, especially as a guy. But whenever I hear it from my friends who are female, it still bothers me that there are people who just act really what's the word predatory mm-hmm. i don't even think that's the closest word i could think of but what's the point of you trying to okay sh- show your genitals or something like that doesn't really say you're asking for it H- have you guys ever seen the museum where there's the just of girls? a room oh yeah. yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yes there like this is what they were wearing when they got raped yeah. yes so yes. it doesn't really matter what okay. what a girl is wearing or what that person is wearing people will just i don't know rape mm. It, it just happens, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be like that. You get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Totally agree. And how about you, Mikai? Can you share me your experience? I think it's a common de- denominator for every woman to be catcalled once or even multiple times in their life. So I do have my share of experiences on that. And um, at some point in my life, I was thinking, is that part of... Like, in UST, there are a lot of trucks going by. I know mm-hmm. it's, it's not good to, like, stereotype them, but at some point in my life, I thought, was that part of the qualification <laughs> to be hot <laughs> for them to drive? You know, Laxon, right? In Laxon, there are a lot of cat callers that are riding uh, trucks. And personal speaking, I think the discrimination that, that is etched in my mind is basically being born in a very patriarchal society. Uh, families, uh, not even strangers, but even your family would uh, expect specific roles from you. Like gender roles are very prominent here in our country. Like you should be the one doing the housework or, mm-hmm. you know, before it's very extreme that you have to stay home and not study at all. But we're lucky enough, us girls now, that are privileged to study. But still, there's still a stigma that like mm-hmm. you should learn how to cook. Although, if I were to study or learn how to cook, I would do it for my survival, but not for this yes. like pleasing your gender roles. And then, I think I also have experienced some remarks regarding being weak as a woman. Uh, the society thinks that we are in the minority or in the weak side of the, the status. Being girls, signs... It, become signs of weakness and things like that so they take advantage of that with all the catcalling and the abuses i know some of the men also experience True. abuses but but you know uh, girls 90 percent of all the abuses in the world from sexual abuse to even physical and you know verbal abuse it's in the patriarchal society that we have that boys have the upper hand the men have the upper hand and the final decision, things like that. It's just sad that it comes from not far from your heart, but those who are close to you as well. And it's like Mitch mentioned earlier, it's feminism is all about like fighting the system. Because even the people that we can communicate to explaining things like this, it's still hard to break tradition or the things that they get, they get used to already. Well, especially that you mentioned that in a patriarchal society. Could you expand on that? Well, it means that guys, boys, men in particular, especially the fathers, have the say. So the Philippines, for example, or even the (laughs) Southeast Asian countries, I guess. Recently, I've read about the Chinese culture as well. 
it's it's good that they are closely knit and they are very respectful of their parents, especially their fathers. But sometimes it gets overboard that the voice of the women gets silenced. Like in our in our country, the father is the head of the family. So when an offspring wants to pursue their career, but the father says no, and then they have to follow or like asking permission for things to do, things to where to go. Even the big decisions of their lives, like marriages and things like that. Hi guys, Dave here again. First off, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And thank you as well to Mikai, Chin, and Mitch for being a part of this episode. Second, I would like to apologize because I wasn't able to post this during International Women's Month. I just got swamped with so much work, but it's better late than never. I know that this is just the part one of the episode for feminism, but I have to say, this is really interesting. I was more of a bystander and listener in this episode, and it actually opened a lot of doors for me of what women experience in a day-to-day life and a lot of things that are pretty disturbing as well. I know I'm halfway done editing this video, and... Even after all of this, I wish I could say that, hey, I learned this and I am now aware of it and what I could do to stop it. But it's not that easy. The problem is deeper than I thought it would be. And knowing what I know now, I'm actually happy that I chose this topic because there are so many women like Chin, Mitch, and Mikai who experience this on a day-to-day basis. And I do think that their voice should be heard. We will be discussing more about feminism in the coming episodes. And I hope you stay tuned and listen, especially to us men. We need to know what is happening. We need to know why people are fighting for feminism. And from our awareness, we can take action. So that is all for part one. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Dave and company out.